Good evening, everybody. This is Barbara with Canada Girl Speaks Podcast, and um, I just want to um, just want to thank everybody for continuing to support the, the the podcast. I'm so excited to have a uh, my guest on this evening. Um, I've actually known him for a long time. I noticed since he was a little young lad, and so and so I want to introduce it to the listening audience, Mr. Lionel Gillespie. Hello, Lionel. Hello, hello. Hello. So, on. so good. So, Lionel, thank you so much for accepting the invitation to be on Canon Girl Speaks podcast. So, tell the listening audience a little bit about who you are. Awesome. Well, my name is Lionel Gillespie. Um, I am from Corsica County, Texas, born and raised. Um, my mom, she lived in Corsica County. My dad, he lived in Fairfield, Texas, um, which I, you know, spent a lot of my weekends in Fairfield, Texas, as well. But for the majority of my time, I was born and raised in Corsica County, Texas. Went to elementary, middle school, and high school in Corsica County, Texas. Um, and being in Corsica County, Texas, it, it, uh, it taught me a lot, a lot about life and, and how to definitely be successful um, right now as a man. Um, so I started off in, in Corsica County, went to Corsica County High School. Um, I let it, I, I ended up on varsity for three years. So I, I uh, was on varsity my sophomore year, but I ended up starting for varsity football uh, my junior and senior year in Corsica County. Also, with uh, football, I, I did powerlifting with the state uh, my junior and senior year in powerlifting in Corsica County. Um, and then uh, after that, um, the coaches, you know, they seemed to have high interest in me in playing college football. So I ended up going to Southeastern Oklahoma State University in Duvain, Oklahoma, um, playing uh, college football there. Um, I left with two of my buddies from Corsica County. Uh, Richie Jenkins and, and Joshua Jackson, uh, all three of us ended up going to uh, Southeast Oklahoma State University um, playing football together. It was definitely awesome. Um, but um, I ended up graduating from Southeastern uh, State for four and a half years um, and then uh, left uh, Southeastern, which I uh, also Southeastern, I uh, Ended up becoming a, a first team all conference football player and graduating wow. with a uh, uh, graduating with a business uh, management degree um, at Southeastern Oklahoma State. But um, I always knew I wanted to do something in business, but um, I thought I wanted to be one of those simple guys to you know drive to downtown Dallas in a business suit, sit in a cubicle, um, you know, do my job, do my due diligence, and then go home. Um, but God had a great calling on my life, um, and, and um, definitely that's uh, you know, and that's what I want to speak to you guys about today. So, you, um, what year did you graduate, Corsica? Uh, as far as um, high school, uh, two thousand six. Two thousand six, and so like you said to you know to the, uh, to the listening audience. Um, he was born and raised in Corsicana, and he's uh, he bleeds blue and gold. You know, he's a Corsicana Tiger alumni, hard, and so hard. you know he played you know Corsicana high school, you know, Corsicana high school football, and all that. And so, um, Lionel, um, you got a chance, you got an opportunity to you know to go off to college to play college ball, 
And so how, I mean, so was that a, was a, was that an eye opening experience for you to leave a small town, you know, a small, your small town and go off to and play college ball? Was that a, a eye opening experience for you? It was a huge eye opening experience for the simple fact that, um, you know, where you're in a, a smaller town, in your hometown, you know, you're, you're the man. Um, you, you have all these all, all states and everything else against your name, and then you leave and go to college. And you realize that everyone, everyone in college, um, they're there for a reason, too, and they were all state and, and all, you know, district and everything else at their high school. Um, so it, that, that was a huge eye-opener going from basically, you know, the man in Corsicana, per se, um, to you know, starting at ground level and, and uh, in college, and I I never forget. Um, gosh, in Corsica County, we were pretty much gifted with everything. Because uh, when Coach Hennigan came in, he believed in uh, you know you need to you know dress dress good, feel good to play good type deal. And he gave us ankle braces, ankle spats. Um, gosh, everything that you you would, would need as a football player, he gave it to us. You know, just handouts and. Uh, my first day in, at practice in college, um, I went into the um, the athletic training room asking for ankle braces, and they looked at me like, "Dude, who are you?" <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> you know, you got you got you got you got to earn ankle braces around here to, to wear them, you know. And I I, I left the uh, training room highly upset and uh, and really just thinking to myself, like, "Gosh, I, I just started completely over with my career." Um, and uh, and you know that I think that from starting with that and um, also it was about I think it was my first or second week in uh, in college uh, football in, in practice um, and I was um, you know used to doing all these different things in practice and and uh, you know me being the, the dude that I am I don't like backing down from anybody any competition and you can ask anybody anybody about that. And, in, uh, in football across the county, but um, I called. I actually called out this uh, this All American uh, offensive tackle <laughs> in, uh, in in, uh, in practice because I'm like, dude, you know, I, I was the best in Cross County. This this dude, he, he had never gone against anybody like me, um, and he he has about three years of college football underneath his belt. So I ended up going against him. And long story short, man, he ended up wearing me out. Boy, I'm talking about pancakes. I couldn't move off the line of scrimmage or anything. Uh, so, so that 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 made me see another thing about uh, just uh, you know it, had, it gave me a a, a reality check about that as well. So, so you I, found out. You know, so you found out to be an humbling experience for you because, yeah, like you said, humbling. yeah, humbling experience because you left. You left Corsicana, you know, all, everybody knew knew the name and all that, and then for you to go off to, you know, to another uh, to another school environment, and like you said, you're just you're many you're many peas in the pod, you no, know. No. And so, do you find that to also grow you as a young man into you know a, a man as you were there, you know, in, in the college environment? Did, did you have did you have some experiences that that, that made you grow up? Uh, definitely, definitely grooming. Um, and I, I can say that um, in different phases of my life, um, I had different circumstances like that to where um, I had to restart over and, uh, and pretty much build from the ground level. 
And, and that can either do one or two things to a person. That can either keep them at ground level and push them lower, or that can elevate that particular person. So I, I definitely used it as, um, um, my dad always preached to me, uh, rest in peace, Ever Gillespie, but he always preached to me. He said, son, if anybody else can do it, you can do it too. And uh, he always said, treat everyone uh, you know, like there's some, somebody. And those things always stuck with me, man. And I was able to take those things and, and pretty much run with it in life. And I think that's what, you know, where kids go wrong whenever they go and, and try to restart somewhere else. Um, and they don't go back to their basics, their foundations, and they completely mm-hmm. forget who they are. Um, and I always went back to who I was. And, and I, I, you know, I use that as, you know, pretty much as a stepladder to, um, to help me out uh, throughout my college career, you know, whether it's work hard when nobody else is working hard. And, man, and just being a question of football taught me that. You know, football, yeah. period. And I, I tell people about football. Football is definitely the greatest uh, sport to teach you um, about life um, because it teaches you, you know, to do things when you don't feel like it. It teaches you, it pushes you to, uh, you know, to, to higher limits. It also helps you to work together with others. Um, so I just I, I just had the time in my mind that I wasn't going to go to Durant, Oklahoma and become a nobody. You know? Yeah. So so well, you met with challenges, you know, you are, you know, you're a male, you're a black male. And so did you were you met with challenges, you know, the attempting to, you know, be, you, you wanted to be successful. Did you did you were you met with any challenges because. You know, it is hard being, you know, a male, being a black male, you know, in our society, because you all, you know, you have a lot of, you know, uh, you know, weapons, I guess, that are thrown your way. And so mm-hmm. how did you maintain that focus to stay focused and, um, you know, stay the course and, you know, you graduated and now you're a business owner? So how did you do that? Um, I, I think the, the main thing, like I said, I always resorted back to, to teachings and uh, what the the Bible speaks on that, you know, you won't depart from your teachings, you know, as you, as you taught certain things growing up. And basically, my dad, Edward Gillespie, never taught me to see color. Um, and mm. and I'll be honest with you, uh, to this day, I still don't, I, I see a person as a person. Granted, I, I, you know, and, and people can look at it and say, oh, LG, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're being hypocritical. No, I'm not. I'm just, I, I speak to everyone as if they're somebody. Yeah. Uh, and that's how I see it. Um, but as far as different obstacles as being a black male, no, I didn't. I, I can't really say that I've seen those different obstacles as being a black male because of the way that I've always carried myself as mm-hmm. someone. Does that make sense? So, yes. um, so I mean, going into it, uh, you know, the obstacle part just came and you know just just came natural um, because you know you 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 get, you're throwing different obstacles to you know, basically help you and grow you in a certain direction. So, you know, I can I can definitely say as far as obstacle-wise, um, you know, football obstacles would probably be, you know, starting over and, and as a nobody and, and growing into somebody as a, you know, into an all-district, I mean, all-state, all, basically all-American type player. Um, and, uh, and gosh, even in business, you know, I, I, I can say that, I mean, I, I, I was truly blessed. I was blessed, man. I, I can't look yeah. down and say that. I was really blessed. So did, um, you always, so did you always make sure you had a certain standard, you know, because as sometimes as, you know, a, you know, a person has to have a certain standard and they, mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. don't lower that standard for, for, mm-hmm. for nobody. And mm-hmm. so did you find yourself setting a standard for yourself and saying, you know what, 
This is my standard, and I'm not going to lower my standard for for nobody. For I guess you, and that's that's. I think that was put into me as a you know, in my young age, and uh, gosh, just not lowering like you like you mentioned, not lowering that standard for anybody or anything. I mean, because you're going to reach obstacles, you know, of course, because um, even you know, I, I, and I want to throw this in there. Two years ago, I went through a divorce, and a lot of people don't know that, um, but. Um, gosh, going through that and also coming out of that and saying, I'm still not going to let that define me and mm. hold me to a certain standard. Um, gosh, it, 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 you know, it pretty much pushed me into the position that I am now because I could say if I didn't go through that nasty thing, I wouldn't be prepared for the next great thing that God um, had for me. So, um, I, as far as, as standard-wise, yeah, I always hold myself to a standard. And I, I never allow any obstacle to push me down below that certain standard. You know? So you're so you're the owner of One Nine Performance Fitness Center in Denton, and so so you, when you left college, when you graduated from college, was that that was was that something that was like the was that you know the main thing that you wanted to do? Did you see that like? I'm going to be a business owner as, you know, right after our college, you know, like I said, you're a business major, management major, you know, uh, and so did you, did you have it on the top of your list that you, that's what you wanted to do? Um, no, I actually, like I mentioned earlier, I, I wanted to do something in business, but I never really knew what I wanted to do, but I had a good friend. He, he um, he was training athletes while he was in college and he also did sports performance training, um, in college as well. And, he always came back in far better shape than I was, uh, than the whole entire team was pretty much. Um, and, and he would always tell me about this place called Velocity Sports Performance and Fitness in, in, uh, in Coppell, Texas. So um, he, would, he would leave during the, the, uh, you know, the summer and workout, which I, I wasn't well established in, in college, so I couldn't just leave during the summertime and come back and expect to have a, a starting position. <laughs> but he, he, he was the man in college so he could go off and do that um, but he would leave and, and come back in far better shape than we were and he would tell us about his experiences and, and lo and behold like uh, I, I would say about a week or so before I graduated he said man uh, you love to work out you know you've been, you've been around athletes and athletic um, sports your whole entire life why don't you try to be a sports performance coach um, and, and I, I was actually, you know, led into this field, man. I, I went in for the interview. The dude was asking me a series of questions, and I nailed all the questions, and he ended up calling me about two days later and said, hey, you have a position here at Velocity Sports Performance and Fitness Training Athletes. Um, and I pretty much made that my home for about a year and just learning from the best people, um, which I, while I was learning, I was training as well. And I was mm-hmm. able to, to get, get both sides of it as far as uh, teaching-wise and also, you know, being able to implement it myself. And I've seen what it did to my speed and my athleticism and my agency and my explosiveness. And I'm like, man, if, if, if this can be done to me and I know anything about it, I can spread this same thing to others, especially yeah. for more people that's more athletic and high and allow them to benefit from it. Uh, so... You know, I, I got into that, and man, I, I felt—I absolutely fell in love with it. I remember showing up one uh, one Friday, and I had on my full gear, ready to work it. I was walking around, waiting on people to show up, and the guy, the owner, he walked up to me, and said, "Man, 
you know, we we we're, we're closed on Fridays. <laughs> he said, I don't know what he said. He said, I don't know what you're doing here. He said, but we're, we're closed on Fridays, and, and uh, you know, take today off. And I was actually pretty bummed from from not being able to work that day, and that's when I knew I'm like, man, I I really love what I do, you know, and 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 I, I would train people, I would train athletes, and time would fly by. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, and, and I just really fell in love with it. Then, uh, I, I, the friend that introduced me to it, um, out of college, um, he actually moved to a different facility in Denton, Texas, which was game on athletics at that particular time. Um, but after he moved on for about, I'd say about a year or so, um, he was training to go to the NFL and, uh, he, he introduced, he, he said, Hey man. Um, I'm about to leave this facility in Denton um, and to pursue my career in the, in the NFL. And I, I need you to come over here because nobody else knows how to train athletes the way that we do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he invited me over there and I ended up moving to Denton to game on athletics. And I remember being in Denton um, the, uh, the whole entire time. And gosh, I would, I, and being from Carson County, you, you know what you want to do, but you, you never really, nobody, I, people, you know, you see these successful people in Quest County, you see people with, with money, you know, you go to the north side and you see all these different people, but nobody really give, gave me the key to being successful or instill mm. that part in me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, so I feel like I really got that part whenever I moved to a game on athletics in Denton, Texas. Because I was able to be surrounded by different families, um, gosh, huge mentors like I, I mentioned before, and, and uh, gosh, millionaire guys, uh, guys that have families of five, guys that have families of seven, uh, and and man, they took me places. I was able to go to, to fancy dinners. Uh, they introduced me around their families. They would take me different uh, places and show me how life should be lived. Whenever you're, you have money. You know, and I, I remember thinking to myself, like, man, gosh, how do I do something like this? You know, how do, how do I get to this level? And, uh, and gosh, man, it was, it, it just, I think I had a reality check one day because um, it was, I'll never forget, it was my son's birthday. And, uh, and I was up there training other people's kids and I couldn't leave to even go to my son's, I think it was like he was turning three at the time, three-year-old birthday. And then I made up, that's one, that's the day that I made up in my mind that I never want to work for anybody else uh, another day of my life because I didn't want anybody else in control of my time and schedules. Yeah. Uh, so, um, I, after that point, I started researching, like, what made the rich rich and what made the poor poor and what what separated the two and why 1% of America were multimillionaires and billionaires and the other ones struggled. Um, and I, I, and and a lot of times, whenever you search and you ask, you know, ask God for the answers, He will answer you. And but those answers don't come unless you're seeking and trying to find those particular answers. So I, I ended up seeking God and asking for those particular answers, and He ended up answering me like, "Hey, this, these are the steps that you need to do it." But of course, He comes in time and He comes in increments. He's not just going to give you. He's not just going to give you everything the full vision at once. He's going to give you bits and pieces and help you keep seeking things after seeking things. Because if if he gave you everything at once, you would need him. You know? Yeah. 
<clears throat> you wouldn't you wouldn't feast on him as much. Uh, so uh, just man, gosh, just I was I would pray and I would you know I would see God because I, I I was comfortable at the time. I had a family. I had uh, you know I I was married. I'd say about four 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 or five years at that particular time, and I had I was on salary, um, and and. I was comfortable, and you know, with being comfortable, sometimes that, that forces you not to make the next move on your career and life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I ended up, you know, just staying around, sticking around. Uh, I was happy, but I knew I wasn't happy. I knew I knew I wasn't fulfilling my full purpose just on somebody else's clock, uh, coming in at five a.m., getting off at eight thirty p.m. You know, I, I didn't. I, I, didn't have any time. I didn't have time for my family. I didn't have time to, to do the things that I needed to do. Um, so, man, gosh, I just, you know, I, and I, I'm going to tell you what what thing that really helped me was um, I remember when I was going through some trials and tribulations while I was at work, and, and I, 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 instead of seeking people, I started going to my prayer closet, seeking God for answers. And that, that by me doing that, that completely shifted my life and the momentum of the, the way that my life was going at that point. Wow. Um, and, uh, man, and, 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 and I, I made it. And ever since that day, I do it basically every morning. I'll go into my closet. I'll pray. I'll meditate. I'll ask God. On, uh, I'll, I'll speak to him about the things that he wants me to do for that particular day. And then I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll just sit still until I'm ready to leave that closet. If I'm not ready to leave the closet, if my mind and everything is not physically and spiritually right, then I do not leave that closet because if I'm not good with myself, I'm not going to be good for anybody else for that particular day. So when did you decide, when did you, when did you decide that you wanted to jump into your own fitness center? Um, I decided that after I, I basically got pushed out the nest. Well, like I said, I was comfortable. Right, I was comfortable on salary, um, you know, making the money that I, I was making. Um, but the guy actually came to me one day because this was something I had been praying for. And the crazy part about it, I had met with a pastor before. It was about a week before that, and I I told him he was my mentor slash pastor at that particular time. And I told him I felt like a caged up animal. So I, I said I needed, I wanted to be able to do what I wanted to do, but I felt caged up and I couldn't do it. He said, well, what you need to do is you need to figure out what's keeping you inside the cage and you need to unlock that cage. And the way you unlock that cage is through prayer. And then you go out and do it. Uh, so um, the guy, the owner of Game on Athletics, he came to me a week after that and said, LG, he said, you know what, I, I, we just can't afford you anymore. So we're just going to have to let you go. Either let you go or you're going to have to work on work on an hourly budget. And uh, that's when I knew and decided that I wanted to uh, do what I wanted to do. And do it, and, you know, starting my own facility. Start my own facility and start my, basically my own business. Because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to be, in that, be put in that situation anymore. Yeah, um, yeah so I, I, and gosh, when I, when I, after he told me that, I looked at him and said, this is, uh, this is basically my last week here. Um, I had no idea where I would go at that particular point in time to train because I already had about thirty—I said about thirty-five clients of my own at that time—and mm. um, and, and um, I, I told them, "Hey, I'm, this is my last week here, so I'm, after this week, I'm done." And basically, I left there with no, with nothing, basically no place to my name, no 
you know, not knowing how, how if these people are going to follow me or whatever. You know, I, I didn't I didn't know. I just left. And then sure enough, um, that Monday um, after, you know, all this stuff took place, man, uh, I remember my wife at the time. She like, you, you know, you're. I can't believe you did that. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what you're doing. You're going to put our family in a bind. All these different things like that. Um, and then, you know, sure enough, man, that that Monday, I remember it was an hour before, because I, I, I had told everyone that I was going to train them, but I didn't know where. It was an hour before I was uh, set to train people. And I remember falling on my bed crying, like, I don't know where I'm going to train these people. I don't know where I'm going to go. God, show me you know, everything, and, and, and it hit me. I said, I'm, I'm going to just, I'm going to go up to Lake Dallas High School. Lake Dallas High School, which is a high school located in the Corinth area, close to Denton, Texas, mm-hmm. which is where the majority of my clients were. So I, I, I went up to Lake Dallas High School. I spoke with the head football coach at Lake Dallas High School. This was about an hour and 45 minutes before I had to train. I said, hey, man, I, I don't have anywhere to train. And he said, and I, I said, man, do you mind if I use your your field or your track to train athletes? I said, I'll give you a percentage or whatever. And, man, crazy thing about it is God, it, he led me to that guy. He was a alumni of the college that I used to go to. Wow. So he was actually an alumni of Southeastern Oklahoma State. And uh, he said, man, you can use my you, you can use my facility as long as you want to. You don't have to pay me anything. And, uh, man, that was a blessing. So I started training people that particular day. And to be honest, I didn't know what I wanted to call myself. I didn't know if I wanted to be, I, <laughs> I didn't know if I wanted to be LG Fitness. I didn't know if I wanted to be, and, and what I, and what I have had a habit of doing ever since I had left Game on Athletics, I would go to Starbucks every day. And I, I actually have a journal documented from the first day that I started my business to now. So I'll go to Starbucks, I'll write out my goals, I'll write out the things that I want to do for that day. And, uh, and gosh, I just started writing down names, writing down names. Um, and and, uh, and I remember my wife at the particular time, she called me, she was like, what about 1-9? Uh, I was like, what do you mean 1-9? What does 1-9 even stand for? She was like, it stands for Joshua 1-9. And I was like, huh, I do want to be something biblically based um and yeah. it does sound like an awesome scripture then i read the scripture and, and it, it goes on to talk about you know joshua to telling god told joshua after moses died that i want you to lead the children of israel the children of egypt into the promised land and he said I, have i not commanded you be strong and courageous for the lord thy god is with you wherever you go um and i knew once one once he's quoted me one nine and how it looked and just the feel of it, I said, I'm going to roll with one nine. Mm. Uh, so, so I started making t-shirts. I started, you know, having people show so me You start branding yourself, yeah. Yeah, branding myself. But, you know, mm-hmm. and giving, giving people t-shirts on Facebook. Um, just, you know, whatever I could do to get the name out. And I had a, a, a lady come out. Uh, she met me at Starbucks. And, and I said I needed a logo. And then she came back about four or five days later with this fantastic lion logo. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it, you know. And, uh, and you know, actually the facility that I have, it's just not one nine fitness. It's it's a Denton Fitness Center, and I've implemented mm-hmm. one, nine, one nine sports performance and fitness within Denton Fitness Center. Okay. Uh, so, so it's, 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 I'm sorry? Yeah. 
No, so I was going to say, so you, so you have a son, and so um, now that you have your one nine performance fitness center, what kind of legacy are you wanting to leave? You know, because you have a son that is, you know, he's looking up to his, looking up to you, and uh, and even others. You have a lot of young people that um, I, I even saw, you know, here recently that you had a young man that, that signed to go off to play college, you know, his next level of college football, and you were there to support him. And so what kind of legacy do does Lionel want to leave? What, what kind of legacy do you want to leave? Uh, that's, that's an awesome question. Um, I actually thought about that the, the other day, and I, I, I want to be known for giving people opportunity. That's my legacy. I want to be known as the person to, I could always come to LG, and he would always give me a chance. And whatever that might be, like for instance, I have a gym now, and I give people the opportunity to, to start their own personal training business. I give people the opportunity to come in and run their own chiropractic services or their own physical therapy um, mm-hmm. and uh, their own massage therapist. So I, I just want to be known as the person to that for people to always come to and they say, LG gave me my start. He gave me the opportunity when nobody else would or when nobody else believed in me. He, he, he gave me that opportunity and also helped me excel in it, excel in that. That's what, that's what I want my legacy to be. Wow. Um, so, and, so are you going to so have the opportunity to maybe come back to your hometown and um, you know, spread that, that knowledge, that information to other young people? Because you know, sometimes you know, when it comes down to when it's young people, they want to see people that maybe look like them or have been through mm-hmm. some of the same experiences as that they're mm-hmm. going through. But they'll be, it'll be more relatable to them. You know, if, if people that um, have you know maybe been from their hometown have gone off to be successful, do you are you gonna? Is there gonna be a way that you can come back and share your you know your 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 success story? I, I think that's that's always the goal of um, every entrepreneur that makes it, um, and I, I, that is something that I do want to do um, in the future. But I also want to be able to get what I have just going. You know, running the way that I, I needed to be ran, so that yeah. I can take that model. So I'm able to take that model and to just you know implement it into different locations, whether it's back home, whether it's in Dallas, whether it's in McKinney, wherever, Frisco. You know, so that that is definitely what I want to accomplish. But I have to you know take care of um, you know the things that I'm taking care of currently. But yes, that is the ultimate goal. And just to give, like I said, give give people the opportunity back home to see, you know, what a fitness center looks like and give them the opportunity to be able to train and to yeah. uh, have something to do other than just going to the YMCA. Yeah. yeah so, so, so definitely, that's, that's, that's definitely the ultimate goal of going back to Corsica County and giving back to Corsica County because that, that, that's my roots. That's where I came from, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, Lionel, is, is there anything um, else that you want to, you know, share with the listener audience about anything that um, to you know encourage them, motivate them, or just if they you know have a desire to be an entrepreneur. Is there anything you want to say to the listener audience? Uh, yes, if you want to do it, put it to put it to paper. Write out your thoughts. Write out your ideas. Write out anything that you want to accomplish. Pray on it, meditate on it, keep God first, and keep moving. Even when you don't, even when you can't see it or, or seeing it, see it develop, 
keep taking a step forward. And the famous quote that I've always uh, dwelled on this from Martin Luther King, whenever you can't see this, the whole staircase, you want to take a step, keep taking a step, you know? So um, just write it down, um, keep moving forward, pray on it, and, and God will continue to reveal different steps to take while you're on that journey. And that's, that's what I want to leave with people. And, uh, and man, if, if anyone ever wants to reach out to me about, you know, the things that, that took place in my life, and I, I really feel like I've, I've been blessed to not have to, I mean, granted, I've, I've had a, a lot of obstacles, but I feel like each one of those obstacles were um, a huge blessing to me. And I don't look at anything as a downfall. I look at it as everything as a blessing, you know. Oh, so, wow. But definitely, yes, man. So I always give my listening audience an opportunity, I mean, my guests, I said my listening audience, my guests, an opportunity to give their shout-outs to anybody they'd like to give their shout-out to before we close out. And I definitely want to say, you know, thank you so much, Alana, for taking the time out to be on Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Um, I know you're going to be, you know, successful in whatever you put your hands on. Um, I know that, you know, even, you know, if you plan, you know, have plans to open up more, you know, fitness centers, you know, you know, I know that you have a, you definitely have a plan and I know that you're going to be successful. So, um, like I said, I give, you know, give, I'm giving you an opportunity to give you shout outs. And I said, thank you so much again for being on Canada Girl Speaks podcast. So go ahead and give you shout outs. All right. I just want to, I want to shout out Barbara Kelly for having me on this, <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to shout out everybody back to in Costa County, man, thank you guys for grooming me, for being a blessing to me, everyone that's, that's been a part of my life um, in Costa County, man, and just, gosh, so many people, I, I, I can't, I don't even know how to, or even, you know, bring up certain names, and I don't even want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> do, you stay, do you stay, do you stay, do you stay in contact with any of your coaches, or your coaching staff, do you stay in contact with any of them? Oh, absolutely, Coach Hennigan, I go see him pretty often. Um, yeah, he he's, he's big time now. Yeah. yeah, he's, he's yeah. big time. They won, they won, yeah. what, state football? They did, they did, yeah. they got a state. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got a state ring. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm, I'm excited for him. But, yeah, I went to go see him a, a couple weeks out, and he was excited about the team that they had. And, you know, we also had, uh, you know, Shane Tyler, so he was up here, too. So, uh, yeah. He's, he's going to be yeah. a basketball coach. Walks Hatch. Walks Yeah, I saw Walks-Hatch. that. Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah. then Bowman, Bowman, Billy Bowman's up here too. He's from Carson. Yeah, and his yeah. son is going to play football at uh, University of Oklahoma. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. So we got to get You still have those connections. Yeah. You still have those connections. Yeah. And so your son, is your son in Denton with you? Is he in Denton? Uh, or is... Yes, ma'am. He's in Denton with me. And, uh, he, okay. He's starting his, his flag football career. And, uh-oh. Yeah, starting Little League Baseball next week. So Uh-oh, the pressure is on. The pressure is on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am, definitely, definitely. Well, good. Yes, but thank you so much well, for having me on this podcast. Well, thank you so much again, Lionel, for, um, just like I said, accepting the invitation to be on, uh, to be on the podcast. And to my listening audience, um, thank you so much again for supporting uh, the Canada Girl Speaks podcast. Uh, I'm, you know, I just, uh, you don't have to do it, but, but, but you, you, you listen in, you know, and I just thank you for just, you know, the continued, you know, support and the comments, you know, the, the positive comments. And, um, you know, I know we've gone, we've gone through this, you know, these, uh, the snow and all that, and everybody's, 
having all kinds of you know problems with water and no electricity but um we will get through this like we're getting through this pandemic um because we are resilient people so everybody just stay safe and um just thank you again like i said for supporting canada speaks podcast and have a good evening